This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. It's the Adam mm-hmm. Stu program. Wow, it is. Also joining it us is. today. Don't say it. It'll just ruin the whole thing. Him. Oh, man. You did it. You had to go there. If by him. Oh, you do mean me. Hi. <laughs> Hi, welcome. <laughs> yeah, when you see yourself in the in the monitors, that means that you're on the camera. Mm. Wait, I know. That's why I went, hi. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so let's uh, let's jump right into it. Donald Trump, uh, apparently uh, the greatest man of all time, according to several media sources. Um, yeah. Let's uh, start with this Trump clip. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, he was on CNBC uh, last night, and uh, he amazingly was trying to brag about telling the truth, in which he actually he, he actually had to lie to say it. Watch. Okay. Do you think it's appropriate? To call the sitting president of the United States the founder of a terrorist organization that wants to kill Americans? Uh, he was the founder of ISIS. Uh, absolutely. Why are people complaining that I said he was the founder of ISIS? I, I'm, I'm wondering how you think that's going to play in some battleground know, states. Know, whatever it is, it is. Look, all I do is tell He's the truth. I'm a truth teller. All I do is tell He's the truth. truth. And if at the end of 90 days I fall in short because I'm somewhat politically correct, even though I'm supposed to be the smart one and even though I'm supposed to have hmm? a lot of good ideas, what? it's okay. What? You know, I go back to a... A very good way of life. It's he's, not what I'm looking to do. I think we're going to have a victory, uh, but we'll see. He is he is really wow. preparing people for his uh, p- potential loss. I mean, that is he yesterday. Mm. Did you watch any wow. of the speeches yesterday from him, Jeffy? I heard uh, some of them. Yes. Low energy. energy. Yes. Very Today, low energy. Low energy. Yeah. Um, he looks defeated. He's saying things like, "Look, if I lose, I lose. Even though I have the best ideas, whatever, I'll go back to my great life." He's he's starting to come to that realization that it might not happen. Now, look, I'm actually probably more optimistic than he is at this point. Um, I, while the polls are a complete disaster for him, I, I put nothing past this guy as far as anything turning around. There's so yeah. much time. We've got three oh months left. I mean, there's plenty of time for him to turn this around. And I expect mm-hmm. he's at some point going to make a significant run where this becomes a lot closer. Right. I mean, I can't imagine the guy's going to lose by this much without making a run. He might wind up losing by 10 or 12 points, but I do think he'll make a run first at some point. It's like they always say in the NBA, everybody makes a run. 
You know, rarely do teams get down by 25 and lose by 25. There's usually at some point they're down by nine and they've got an open three and it doesn't <laughs> fall and then they lose by 25. Mm. You know what I mean? There's that moment where you think, holy crap, they might come back and win this thing. Right. And I, I got to believe that's going to happen probably multiple times before we actually have an election in this country. Oh, so, especially with these two. Yeah, oh yeah exactly. It, you know, with her weakness, it makes it possible. I mean, if, if he was going against Barack Obama in 2008 right now, he would... I mean, it would be completely over. I mean, you know, and John McCain was a really bad candidate, too. Um, probably not as bad as Trump, but he was a really bad candidate. Um, uh, and, and, but, you know, no one was beating Barack Obama that year, probably. I, I don't know of anybody that could have beat Barack Obama that year, especially with the economic collapse a month before the election. I mean, I, there's no candidate that can handle something like that. Um, so, I, I, you know, if, but if, again, that could, ha- let's just say, for example, we've been talking about this for eight years. There's all, we are on the verge with the way we built this house of cards, with our debt, with uh, our uh, programs, with uh, our, you know, our dependence on uh, you know, uh, multiple foreign arrangements that are questionable, with currency weakness, with European weakness. If there was an economic collapse next month, it's not impossible. If that were to happen, Donald Trump would have a great chance of winning. If what happened to George uh, W. Bush's uh, in his last month of his presidency happened right now with Hillary Clinton running a campaign saying all we need to do is do Obama again. That's all we need to do is be Obama. We're just going to continue those policies. She would have a serious chance of losing. So, I mean, it's definitely possible, but it seems like for the first time the negativity has penetrated Donald's mind. And he's starting to realize, holy crap, I might actually get destroyed here. <laughs> yeah. Now, we've been saying it for a long time, yeah. but, I mean, he, he did our expectations mm-hmm. in the primary. Right. And, and, I mean, there's no way he would, because he, he's a winner who always wins. He always wins. He's a winning winner who wins. And he's going to win so much that you're going to get sick of it, and he, you're going to ask him to stop, and he's going to say, no, I'm going to keep winning. Well, that's the first time I've ever heard him allude to the fact that he might lose this thing. Yeah. And because he always says, oh, I'm, and I'm doing very well, and all the polls show me ahead, and I'm doing very well. Well, and now all of a sudden it's like, well, I'll just go back to my life, a very good life, by the way. I am the smartest, and I have the best ideas. People say that. N- nobody's saying that. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, saying Sean that. Hannity <laughs> might be saying that, but Sean, very, I don't you know, know, Laura Sean, Ingram is saying it, maybe. I suppose, but nobody's saying that. Well, it's interesting, too, that you know this is a very Trump-esque thing to do, which is to say, come up with a sort of like an accusation um, that you might be able to tie kind of to the truth, but obviously isn't true, mm-hmm. and make it a firm, concrete statement. And that's what he seems to be doing with this Obama-founded ISIS thing. Like, he did it to Ted Cruz in the primary. He said, Ted, lie in Ted, he's a liar. Mm-hmm. There's no evidence at all that he lied about anything. But he knew it was a strength. Mm-hmm. He knew it was, you know... Ted, obviously, he trusted was his his uh, his slogan. So he attacked the strength and he made it into a thing. That's yeah. why the crooked Hillary is 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 yeah. similar, although there's a lot more truth to that one. But he looks for something that he can find and make it into a truth through a bumper sticker, uh, truth through slogan. Mm-hmm. And so he seems to have attached himself to this Obama founded ISIS thing. Now, is there a grain of truth in that you could say because of the way he handled the Middle East? ISIS was given a, an incubation uh, uh, t- to be able to foster and grow and b- build into something that's much stronger than would have been if not for his policies. 
Completely rational viewpoint. That is not what he's saying, though. He's saying, like, Obama founded it. And mm-hmm. to give you, listen to this. This is, uh, he did, a, uh, Hugh Hewitt did an inter- interview with him. And this is before the Eric Erickson and the Peter Peterson interview that we'll go over later. Mm-hmm. Trump was asked by Hugh Hewitt about the comments made uh, Wednesday night in Florida when he said uh, o- Obama created ISIS. He said, didn't you mean, he's giving him an out here. Didn't you mean that Obama created a vacuum and he lost the peace, which led to the creation of ISIS? No, he's, he, I meant no. he's the founder of ISIS. <laughs> no, I meant he's the founder of ISIS. Wow, that's strong. So, I mean, that's, so he goes, uh, I, uh, he goes, that's good stuff. That's good that stuff. He goes, you know, but do you remember when they had, because, I mean, cameras follow the president, where yeah. president wherever he goes. The ribbon cutting? Do you remember when he did the ribbon cutting ceremony yeah, with ISIS? <laughs> and he had that. He had that. They didn't use scissors. They used that big uh, machete because oh, it was right. symbolic of like cutting somebody's headings. head off. Yeah, that's and that's great. what he did. That's what he used to cut. <laughs> that's the- awesome. So he says, "No, he, I meant he's the founder of ISIS." Hewitt pushed back again, saying that oh, Obama man. is not sympathetic. What you mean is Obama is not sympathetic to ISIS and and hates it, but it's and he's trying to kill them. Um, and he said, I don't I care. mean, this is nice of Hewitt to do, because yes. I don't think Hewitt's a fan. Hewitt and is, Hewitt's uh, trying to throw him a lifeline here. Multiple times. Uh, he says, I, Trump says, I don't care. He was the founder. He got out of Iraq, and that was the founding <laughs> of ISIS. <laughs> is he trying to lose? Is he trying to lose I now? I, I don't know. That's uh, weird. I mean, it, it would not. Weird. If afterwards he comes out and says it, which if he does lose, I think he will probably say he'll say like it was either stolen from him or you know what I I, I knew I wasn't going to win, so I just gave up. But if he if we came out, there are documents, five hundred emails he wrote that said I am going to get into this race and say I'm going to do say the craziest mm-hmm. things to get attention. And then I'm going to try to lose if, it, if, I, if I get close because I want Hillary Clinton to be president. I would not be all that surprised. Yeah. Now, I don't think it happened, but if it happened, I would not be surprised. He's that terrible. I mean, think of what he did with the Hillary Clinton thing the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, we're going to go over this in depth in a little while. But the idea that, um, uh, that uh, he had that gift of the Orlando shooter's father... Yeah. Behind Hillary Clinton at a rally. And the end of the day, everyone has forgotten it because he said something dumb. And he is just a machine with this crap. It's unbelievable. Um, let's uh, go before we get to that and talk about uh, the guy who climbed the tower yesterday, Trump Tower. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he, we actually have his reasoning. I don't really, I mean, it's silly, obviously, for him to be um, climbing a tower. And it's, it's so much of the, the news coverage of it is just silly. It was like, oh, well, here we are. Wolf Blitzer was very excited. I mean, you know, and I, I like Wolf, but it's like, I mean, they, were, they had experts on talking about this guy using suction cups to go up the side of a building. It's not a, you don't mm-hmm. need experts for that. It's, not, it's really not even a news story. Well, you have to know if it's safe. I can't, I, don't you? You have to know if it's safe to use su- suction cups to go up the outside of the building. Don't you? Uh, I mean, you, I guess because uh, you might think, eh, well, I'm not sure. Is that a safe thing to yeah, do no. or not? Uh, what do you think? What? What's the? What's <laughs> it? And the question's like, you know, because look, there's a. It's a tough thing to do to do breaking news on CNN mm-hmm. or there's something yeah. breaking, and like you don't really have anything. You're just trying to fill the time. Uh, and Wolf was asking, he's just like, oh, so what do you think would happen if he were to fall off onto the big giant mat they put below him? Would he would he survive that? And then the expert was like, uh, well, I mean, I, I guess they wouldn't uh, put it down there if they didn't think he would survive. <laughs> 
But Thank yeah, you. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess they think he would survive if he hit it, right? I mean, uh, but mm. I mean, it's just it's not really covered. Um, <laughs> he didn't put the mat. He didn't put the mat there, though. No, right? the fire. The fire. Fire people put a mat did, for and, him, and and you saw them grab him and pull him in. I mean, we don't. We need to show you that footage. But we'll show you the footage of his explanation. I guess uh, that right before a day before he did it, he uh, posted a video on YouTube, which is the trendy thing to do these days. Watch. Well, Mr. Trump, to excuse my manner of appearance, I just don't know how many people will watch this, and I'd rather not be recognizable. I am an independent researcher seeking a private audience with you to discuss an important matter. I guarantee that it is in your interest to honor this request. Oh, you guarantee oh, Believe me, if my purpose was not significant, I would not risk my life pursuing it. I do believe you. The reason I climbed your tower was to get your attention. If I had sought this via conventional means, I would be much less likely to have success mm -hmm. because you are a busy man with many responsibilities. Mm -hmm. I'll get my contact information to your campaign so that if you are interested, <laughs> you can respond. As for anyone else who's watching, please help make this video go viral so that it gets to Mr. Trump. Right. And be sure to get out and vote for Mr. Trump in the 2016 election. Sure, sure. Thank you. Wow, yeah. thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. So there you go. You. Um, uh, that, uh, that will be parodied a million times. <laughs> I mean, that that screams parody. Me. Yes, it does. It That's actually feels like it funny. is a parody already. It does. No kidding. Um, it it, does. It's funny because uh, you know he's a Trump supporter. First of all, I think my my, my initial belief was. Uh, it was going to be some per anti-Trump person that was going to get to the top and put a hill. No, well, that's what I thought. Around. That's what I thought. And right. and then it's a pro-Trump guy who just wanted an audience, a private audience. Yeah. Yeah, you're not going to get one, kid. But good try. I mean, nice he's try. probably smarter than some of his advisors, but uh, Jeez, that. Man. Um, I also, it, it's an interesting approach, right? It and, is. Uh, I, you know, Jeffy, what would happen if Jeffy used suction cups to climb up the side of Trump Tower? Uh, he'd be dead. My guess is that Trump Tower would collapse. <laughs> really? Yeah, he'd be dead because the Trump Tower would fall on him <laughs> as he brought it down with him. I'd get a meeting with Donald, though, wouldn't I? You would. You would get a meeting with Well, with you'd be Donald. dead, so I'm thinking no, actually. Oh, okay. No. Donald might, might actually meet it. this guy. Really? I, I would not be surprised, actually. I wouldn't either. Because of the fact he was a fan, he yeah. might say, look, I don't, you know, I don't want you climbing up my buildings, but you know, you yeah. know I like your attitude, your, your, mm -hmm. your chutzpah. you mm -hmm. got to guarantee the guy's got like a 9-11 conspiracy theory or something he's pushing, though, right? I mean, it's got to mm -hmm. be something like that. You work in one of my restaurants. Here, have a taco bowl. Yeah, um, I, I'm. Uh, I'm not. Uh, is it, I guess it's kind of interesting. He went all the way up this way, and, and the uh, they they did pull him in this window here, as you're kind of seeing. Uh, eventually, so let the uh, kid climb the damn thing. He falls off. He falls off. <laughs> nice, I, I, nice, Jeffy. Thank you. I mean, that's a, he went to a lot of work there. I know. Uh, uh, not, ooh, wow. I mean, they're taking a chance that he could fall. Yeah. Well, that's why they're hurrying and being, you know. Yeah. They were they were a little rough with yes, him. They were. Uh, you know they were. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. Yeah, they should. Uh, so uh, you heard me. You think Let this guy the guy should... climb the damn building? I know. No, I don't think. I mean, it's not his. Just from the the private right. property rules, should say that he should not be able to climb the building. Should someone be able to come to your house and climb it? I mean, I guess obviously the cardboard would give in, but if they had the chance. I mean, it's not just from a private when property rule. You should not be able to do that. When it's a new box, you know, you climb those. <laughs> really? Yeah, those are sturdy. Okay. All righty. Um, so uh, let's, I guess let's do this Hannity thing. Um, Glenn, we played a little bit of this on radio. Yeah. 
Uh, we'll just play the sanity thing for you. Um, I, I, I don't understand this approach per, my, myself, mm-hmm. um, but watch and you make up your mind. So is it time now for Republicans who refuse mm-hmm. to endorse Donald Trump? Are they now sabotaging his campaign? Because mm-hmm. if yes, they continue Sean to do they what are. they're doing Bastards. and Hillary Clinton wins, will they be responsible yes. for supporting Hillary yes, Clinton's radical yes. left-wing agenda? Thank now, these you, are the people Sean. I'm talking about. Time to name names. Bill Crystal, time to name former names. Governor Mitt Romney, Suzanne, Susan Collins, Jeb Bush, Ted Cruz, Ben Sass, Lindsey Graham, Meg Whitman, Traitors. and many, many others. Now, Sellouts. if they keep up their stubborn, their stupid game and stubborn. Continue to lick their wounds. Well, this is what they will be responsible for. By refusing to support Trump, it seems they're effectively supporting a woman Uh, who has proven time and time again that she's a liar and a corrupt politician. All you stubborn Republicans out there, Hillary Clinton, she's proven she does not have the character. She does not have the temperament to be the president of the United States. So is that the person these Republican crybabies really want to be the next commander in chief? They want to help her. It's very disturbing. And it's disgusting, and it's fairly disgusting. dangerous. You know that is disturbing and disgusting. And yeah, you know he's talking about people being crybaby Republicans. Well, first of all, you know, and, and certainly he's talking about us too. He was, he was. Uh, well, I, mean, I don't know. He he, to be fair, he had restraint enough not to mention Glenn or us or or whatever. But obviously, yeah. he, he he did say Republicans, and too. I am not a Republican, and I'm not a Republican either. And if there's area. any stubborn Republican, it's him. Because he stubbornly refuses to at least examine who the Republican Party has put up in to lead it. It's not a Republican. It's it's at least it's not a guy who shares any of the values that we talk about on talk radio and including Sean show all the time. Uh, Donald Trump has none of those values. Almost none of those values are shared by Donald Trump. So the stubborn Republican there is obviously him who continually supports Republicans no matter what. And and just no matter what. I mean, the case to me is so clear on that. I don't even know why we would bother making it. I I mean, and you made it well and, you know, but it's like, I don't know. I don't even know how you look at the situation and disagree with it. So to move on from that particular point for a second, just from an approach standpoint, like, I want you, I, don't, I mean, every once in a while I get a tweet or something like this with people saying the same type of thing, like, I'm hurt or I'm a sore loser or, um, uh, you know, I'm uh, licking my wounds. I got, I never the entire time believed my good candidate would win. I completely believed the entire time that a crappy candidate would represent the Republican Party. I, the fact that Ted Cruz made it that far was a borderline miracle. Mm-hmm. I, I, the, I, I am not, uh, I, I have no feeling of, oh, die, guy, the sore, darn it, I wanted to win and now I lost. I wanted to win because I want the country to be better. I, right. I really don't, I, I have no allegiance to Ted Cruz. If Ted Cruz comes out tomorrow and starts supporting any of the nonsensical bullcrap that Donald Trump says, I'll be off of his bandwagon, too. The, the, the situation is, and, and, I, and maybe Trump supporters need to hear this, is that, like, it, there's not a feeling of uh, anger and um, pushback on the idea that Ted Cruz lost. I don't, that's not part of this equation. I wanted him to win because I thought he would be the best. But I don't, it's not about that for me. Um, and while I like I'm over it, like the election ended in early May to me, I'm following it as a as a 
a fan of the country and an interest in news, period. The, 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 the election's over. Like, they're, they're not, there's no good candidate. The, Donald Trump isn't better than Hillary Clinton. He, she, he is not better. He actually may be far worse. He may be far worse, because mm-hmm. at least you'd probably have a Republican to push back. You'd probably have a Republican mm-hmm. Senate to uh, at least have a chance to push back. They'd at least oppose her, number one. Number two, you're four years away from running a real conservative instead of eight. And so, I mean, those, those two points are legitimate, and, and, and we can make them. But the, but the idea that it's like, here's the thing. I'm over it. My guy lost, and I'm used to uh, Like, I got it. I'm and to used say, to it. Are we responsible, essentially? Are we like, to blame for Hillary insane. being elected? Well, my God, we, no we said this that. the entire primary season. We said this before the primary season began. We yes. said it a year ago when... 2011. When, when, when he Trump. And especially when he started running and started doing well. We said, look, you don't want none of this. Because this guy will not win. He will not win. And now we're in that situation, and they're still trying to blame us. Right, it's not, We've uh, never told anybody not to vote for Donald Trump. Never. Well, no, at least since the primaries right. have been over. I mean, uh, I've never said it. I don't, I'm not going to tell you who to vote for. I'm gonna, I can tell you who I'm going to vote for. Right. And then, it's such a weird thing. Like it, You think Mitt, Mitt Romney, who came out and made a gigantic speech against Donald Trump to people that he could have affected. Right. Like he could have affected Republican primary voters and they still didn't listen to him. They picked Trump. Right. And well, right. what would make you think that Mitt Romney now endorsing Donald Trump would make any difference it's to these asinine. people who have been on television trashing really Romney good point. the That's... entire time? Yeah. What would Ben Sass's uh, uh, um, endorsement of Donald Trump do? Nothing. It would move no votes. All it would do was make us think Ben Sass was a fraud. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, it would make no difference at all. This ridiculously stupid idea that never Trump people, the 10% of Republicans that, that might exist that are never Trump at this point, that they can have any effect over moving large swaths of the electorate is so intentionally stupid that no one who says it can possibly believe it. It's, it's so, that ridiculous. It's so weird. It's just trying to blame someone so you're not held responsible for the horrible candidate you pushed for. Yeah. And it's not just, I mean, I'm not, you know, Hannity's the clip we played. I don't mean to single him out by any means. I think at least with Hannity, he has a personal relationship with Donald Trump that he actually believes in the guy, and that's fine. He's one of the very few out there that have that. Most of them don't believe it at all. They don't believe it at all. They don't believe he's conservative. They don't believe any of it. So the idea that that you're going to come out here and blame us when you've got... He's losing women by 40 points. We can't change that for you. We can't change the idea that he's almost losing in South Carolina. That is not something that Republican never-Trumpers can control. It's just inherently and intentionally stupid. I don't know. I, 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 there's no other way to look at it. Um, it's, it's, it's a flailing, uh, uh, a flailing, ridiculous attempt to try to push the blame off of you for your candidate who won. Yeah. Your guy won. My guy didn't win. I can't, I can't control another crappy candidate you chose over the one that I chose. And this incessant bashing of Ted Cruz from him is so bizarre. He, he, Ted Cruz did exactly 
what he begged Bernie Sanders to do. And when Bernie Sanders didn't do it, he bashed Bernie Sanders for being a coward. Uh, Ted Cruz did exactly what you wanted to stick to his principles. He stuck to his principles and he did not endorse the candidate. That's exactly what they begged and pleaded Bernie Sanders yeah. to do with uh, with Hillary Clinton. And that's why I use the word intentional over and over again. It's, it's intentional. This is not something that, again, I'm not singling anybody out, but it's not something that a large swaths of this group believe. They don't believe that Ted Cruz did the wrong thing. They don't care about it. They're trying to win and come up right. with some way to put blame off of them if they lose. And that's fine. So I understand weird. there's a lot of there's a survival instinct that would push mm -hmm. you down that direction. But I mean, it's just completely ridiculous. It's anyone who's ever looked at I mean, anyone who's ever figured out basic addition would know that these things are not true, mm -hmm. which is why a lot of Trump people seem to be saying that. Right, so it seems to be a, a big crossover of the no no addition and Trump supporter uh, contingent. Uh, but I mean, again, I, I just it's like there's no I don't have loyalty to these people. Mm. I don't live and die by whether my guy wins or not. The the issue is if Trump was somebody who was better than uh, than Hillary Clinton in some meaningful, measurable way, I would be more than I mean, I pr you know, I would at least be considering that vote. But if Donald mm -hmm. Trump can't win Texas without our four votes, he sucks. Got it? He sucks. It's his fault. He sucks. You should be able to win Texas without even thinking about it. This guy's already struggling over states like Utah and South Carolina and Texas and Kansas. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Republicans win Kansas by 20 points every election. And this time he's up five. That's our fault. We're controlling 15% of the electorate? It's insanity. If we were only 9% of the electorate voted for Donald Trump, you're saying we control 15% of it. <laughs> it's so, again, intentionally yeah. stupid. And disingenuous. And disingenuous. Yeah. It's not, I mean, they don't even believe it. That's the worst part of it. So you know what you ought to do? You ought to prepare for Armageddon because it's right. coming. It's, um, and my Patreon supply makes it easy to build your Armageddon emergency food supply. Mm -hmm. You do sure that right does. now. Uh, Four-week food supply. It's only 99 bucks. You got 100 bucks. So what's that? It's a family of four. You're out for dinner, maybe dessert appetizer. You're about 100 bucks anyway. You can get four easy. weeks of food. Uh, for uh, it's a year's salary bucks. for for Jeffy, but you know, I mean, well, not for Jeffy. Jeffy couldn't afford it. No, uh, let's be honest about it. Jeffy, that's why Jeffy um, he orders uh, frequently with his neighbor's credit card and then just picks it up when they deliver it. Yeah, but so, that works for him. Uh, order online at preparewiththeblaze.com or give him a call today at triple eight four eleven fifty two ninety. That's eight 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 four eleven. 5290 or prepare with the blaze.com in the next 19 seconds you could sell your home okay it's i mean it's not going to sell your home i mean this but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth sell your home fast and for the most money get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com The day started yesterday with the realization that Hillary Clinton had the Orlando shooter's father attending a rally. As mm. only Donald Trump can, by the end of the day, he was able to swallow up her nightmare issue and replace it with his own. 
At issue, did Trump attempt to incite violence or threaten Hillary? Well, whether it was a bad joke or just a reference to nonviolent means of resistance, as they tried to say afterwards, certainly put the focus of the media back on Trump once again. His followers immediately jumped to his defense, which I found so interesting, especially considering almost every one of them, every one of them wanted Glenn Beck arrested. Remember this when he joked about something similar back in March? Trump's hypnotized web supporters attempted to claim that Glenn had seriously threatened Trump when in reality he had only jokingly threatened me, which by the way, no one seemed to care. <laughs> that I was threatened on the air. It was a, no, huh. they didn't. I was all like, oh, it wasn't Trump. Oh, okay. That's just, that's uh, a shame. Now, of course, this issue went away when mm-hmm. anyone saw it, because the video clearly showed what I'm talking about, which is why, of course, the websites uh, that you know and trust only aired an edited version of the audio. So for your entertainment, let's look at some of the people passionately calling for Glenn's arrest back in March and look at how they've changed their tune now that their glorious leader is in the same trouble. Uh, oddly, by the way, uh, a high percentage of people saying that Glenn should be arrested in March either seem to A, only retweet things today, never tweet on their own, or B, have completely stopped using Twitter. Many of them stopped right around early May. Huh. Early huh. May. That's really interesting. Uh, you know, and anyway, for what it's worth, I don't think Trump was actually threatening anyone. He's just a terrible candidate that can't stay out of his own way when handed the gift of a terrorist's father endorsing his opponent. On that front, let's walk, look at some of these. This is back from March. Um, uh, okay. Evangelist Lake tweeted, Donald Trump should, uh, should have Glenn arrested for his threats. Hello, Secret Service. Although with SS and the Trump supporter, it may be somebody else. Uh, (laughs) uh, But today, he's retweeting this one. Any moron saying Trump advocates assassination, kiss my ass! (laughs) (laughs) Wow, what a change. What a change that one is. just astounding. Here's another. This is back. Uh, Elizabeth Curtis. This guy, Glenn Beck, is seriously ill, should be arrested for inciting violence. And again, she writes, uh, someone needs to have Glenn Beck professionally and mentally evaluated. He sounds like a complete maniac. Should be arrested. (laughs) Today, when Trump is in the same trouble... Oh, uh, he re- she retweets this. Create inflammatory headline. Misconstrue facts. Reorganize context, context to mislead. Distribute to reflect neg- negatively. Second Amendment voters are going to help him win the presidency. Stop crooked Hi- Hillary from making SCOTUS picks. Again, defenses, defenses, wow. defenses. Again, mm. and you'll notice retweets. Uh, once again, these people just don't seem to have any original thoughts anymore, which is weird. Mm. Almost identically around that time when Cruz dropped out, they all seem to drop out. Uh, let's see uh, the next one. Uh, here is back in March. Uh, this person uh, tweets that's absolutely, uh, or excuse me, it's mom full of hope, which, of course, is this is such a full of hope statement. These, sure, these two uh, need to be arrested, talking about us <laughs> and Rick Wilson, apparently. Uh, we need to be arrested back in uh, March. But now Trump is right. Everyone's for Second Amendment. Get out on board and Trump, vote for Trump if you don't want your guns taken away. Don't worry about arresting Trump for some huh. bizarre reason. Hmm. Let's do another. Uh, here's another uh, D Black 15NC. Glenn Beck needs to be arrested and put in a rubber room back in March. Today, you psychotic lying bastards. He meant the NRA voters will stop the crooked lying thief from scrapping the Second Amendment. Unbelievable. D Black. Uh, it's so absolutely Jeez. no integrity yeah. whatsoever. 
We've got more. Seriously. Let's just do a couple Zero. more. These are fun. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Murphy Spears says, hasn't the SS, again, we don't know which SS they're talking about, arrested you yet? Talking to Glenn, of course. Now? CNN breathlessly covering Trump's Second Amendment remark, pretended like Hillary campaign will having a Taliban-loving gay hater on stage never happened. Next up, uh, Lab says, hasn't Glenn been arrested for threatening a presidential candidate and CPAC welcomes and promotes him? Hashtag establishment. There's no one more establishment than Glenn Beck, by the way. But today, Lab just retweets the statement from Donald Trump on the issue. That's special. What a surprise. Back in March, we have another one here. Let's see. Uh, Barb Givens threatens to stab Trump. Why hasn't he been arrested? Because he didn't threaten to stab well, he, he Donald Trump. Yeah, of course not. Um, today, the Guardian really lost it with their interpretation of things. Oh, really? Their interpretation? <laughs> yeah. It's the well, Guardian's She knows about losing it because yeah. she did, too. She did, too. So... I don't know, do we have any more? Yeah. Oh, pro professional infidel. Glenn Beck should be arrested before tomorrow, so plan on him being a no-show. I think that was at CPAC. Uh, but today, uh, retweets this one. Uh, mainstream media, oh my God, fire up your cameras. The Second Amendment people have weapons. They're called votes. Shockingly, he what? was able to detect huh. the distinction. That's really weird, isn't it? For Strange. Donald Trump, but not with Glenn. Strange. Mm. Isn't huh. that amazing, though? Again, Twitter's forever. It's so and It's a sad thing for you. Know, you it's... But. You know, but, uh, but again, uh, how do you live with yourself? I don't know. If you're that person. I don't know. Jeffrey, don't know. you've done a lot of terrible things. How do you live with yourself if you're that awful? You just don't think about it, Sue. Power through. <laughs> you just don't think about you it. Know what? You know what? It's probably just, true. There's no self-awareness there, though. Yeah. I mean, uh, and the same applies to Hannity and Ingram and all these other Trump supporters. There's no self-awareness. Yeah. I guess they can't see that they're acting the same way that people acted defending Obama. The same, same way. way. Same way. Except over o many of the same issues, in fact. Except the thing with Obama was he was winning. Yeah, right. He was winning. True. He was winning. More Pat and Stu coming up in a minute. Ooh. So. He was winning, though. He was yeah. a candidate who had a chance. Yeah, he said we were going to get sick of winning. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. He's right. Democrats to make America great again. He's going to make it great again. You were. Um, a really sad thing yesterday. Uh, Very sad. In the world of sports, John Saunders, who's a guy you're going to know, if you don't know him by his name, you're going to know his face as soon as you see him if you watch sports at all. I've been a, you know, a, a staple at ESPN yeah. for as long as I can remember. Um, just kind of passed away out of nowhere. Yesterday he was 61 years old um, and uh, had no uh, – I, I, I heard reports that he was seemingly – he was like at a party recently and seemed fine. Um, and then, you know, all of a sudden gone. Um, ESPN put together a, a package. You, you, as soon as you see him, you're, you're going to remember who the guy is. Um, here he is, uh, John Saunders. I'm John Saunders, and here are today's sports reporters. John Saunders filled a room as he commanded the television screen. Oh gosh. With his vibrant personality, his hearty and frequent laugh. Welcome to ESPN's Tuesday Night Baseball. <laughs> To know John, time. to I work know. with him, mm -hmm. was to pull up a chair at a comfortable dinner 
and share stories, opinions, and a good time. Thank you, Bob. And here are today's sports reporters. He arrived at ESPN 30 years ago from Baltimore. Wow. We worked together on ESPN's NCAA basketball coverage, and John quickly established himself as a gifted and versatile anchor. Head of the Princeton cheerleading squad just called, wanted to know what size tutu you wear. Several years in, John was paired with a newly arrived analyst, Jim Valvano. Their professional partnership grew into a deep and meaningful friendship, even as Jim was fighting cancer. I mean, that's terrible. Wow. 30 years at ESPN, which, I mean, Mm. it it hasn't been around that much longer than that. Right. Uh, Really, if you think about it. Uh, Here's a little bit more of the Saunders tribute. John became a founding member of the V Foundation, serving on its board of directors, fully and meaningfully committed every year to the work and the memory of his late friend. Professionally, John expanded his roles into play-by-play. He anchored ESPN's and ABC's coverage of a number of sports, most notably college football and basketball. Congratulations to the national champion, Texas Longhorns! And for the past 15 years, John was a familiar presence each Sunday morning as host of the sports reporters, corralling his colleagues' strong opinions and expressing his own with a strong sense of social issues. One of the most ridiculous things I've heard is someone questioning the leadership of an African-American athlete by saying he isn't black enough. If there was a sport closest (laughs) to John's heart, it was hockey. It literally ran in his blood. Mm. Man, it's, just, it's like it's so bizarre. I guess you know you, this just shows you getting you're getting older. And you see yeah. These things hit you these ways because I mean you know he's been seeing this guy on television for a really long time. Um, becomes part of your life, you know. Um, and uh, you know to see that happen, it's uh, really. I, and, and I don't so. really know the details uh, as to what happened yet. I'm sure they'll be coming out, um, you know, as we go forward. But that's, that's really sad. Yeah. Don't we have we, we have one more sure, uh, one part more. to wrap it up? His brother Bernie had played in the NHL and WHA. Because if you didn't know it, John would make sure you soon learned. He was a proud Canadian, a proud African Canadian, and his heritage informed so much of his life. You learned that in conversation with John, and that talk soon turned to family, his wife Wanda, and their two daughters who were literally the lights of his life. John filled our lives with his considerable talent, but most important, the size and strength of his character and persona. Those rooms are quieter and emptier today, but we are better for our time with a good man. Gone too soon. Mm. Interesting. I, yeah, really sad. Yeah, I had never heard the term African Canadian before. Uh, that was the first. I know. First I've ever heard that. I know. That uh, was the first. He was an African Canadian. I didn't know that. I'm very proud. Very African proud African Canadian. Um, it, uh, it was reported that he wasn't feeling well um, in in recent in the you know in the last couple days. But that's not and supposed then, to mean you died. No, I know, right? I know. Right? I know. We all don't God. feel good. I mean, when's the last day you felt good? When you were eight? I seriously don't remember. <laughs> Dick Vitale uh, had a great quote about John Sanders too. He said uh, uh, his friend represented everything that was good in a human being. I thought that was great. That is nice. All right, more uh, Pat and Stu coming up in a minute.
what a fun year this has been. 2016 has been awesome so far. I just wanted to let you guys know. You said a mouthful there, Stu. It's been great. Oh, you said another mouth, I, m- I'm, mouthful. I'm, I'm a real fan of it. And, um, and that's a third mouthful mm-hmm. right there. I was talking about this with Jeffy the other day. Um, uh, 2016, every day is better than the next. Yes, <laughs> it does, man. I'm, t- I'm telling you, it gets better every day. There's no question. No, it's that's not what I There's said. No question. I said every day is better than the next. I know what you said, but mm-hmm. I said it gets mm-hmm. better every it day. It doesn't. It gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> this is a crap heap of a year. I'll tell you that much. Oh, what did you say? I mean, just as a about. we, everyone says that. I guess. Oh, mm-hmm. this is the most important election every four years. We hear that. I'm not saying that, but well, you haven't heard me say that this year. This is the least important election in modern history. Because it does not matter. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? Never seen times better. Never. Never Mm. seen times better. But it's the same thing. Like, everyone's like, oh, man, it just seems like it sucks. Like, things are bad. It does feel like 2016 is particularly awful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but again, I work with Jeffy every day, so. Yeah. And I probably have a weird perspective Mm. on that. Probably. I mean... No one thought you were going to last to 2016. (laughs) I mean, we lose John Saunders and you're still around. I mean, this is not... I should tell you something. <laughs> You're doing something right. I mean, we keep saying this about Jeffy. We always mock his health and his diseases, yet he's lived yeah, to be like 300 yeah, years he's old. He's still alive. He's like the only guy who's living out the biblical year thing. <laughs> I don't know how it's happening. Uh, nearly 100 law professors from 50 universities signed on to a new white paper that will fundamentally change how campus rape allegations are tried. Oh, good. If, if this is adopted. These professors want to treat campus sexual assaults as violations of a, personal's, uh, a person's civil rights under Title IX discrimination laws, uh, whether it was an actual crime committed or not. Uh, hosted at FeministLawProfessors.com, the white paper supports the U.S. Department of Education's uh, Office for Civil Rights. It says uh, uh, their Dear Colleague letter, which set the guidelines for schools to use a preponderance of evidence. Um, the preponderance standard is the sole measure in which discrimination cases are tried. It works like this, according to the Huffington Post. The preponderance standard essentially means an accused person can be found guilty if the ad- adjudicator or panel believes there is a 51% chance the allegations against the individual are true. Wow. So if there's a 51% chance that you think the person is guilty, they're guilty. They're, they're tried. And what convicted. was the standard I've heard before? Beyond a reasonable, reasonable doubt. doubt. So right. that should be, what? that's what, right. 98% sure? Mm-hmm. 95% sure? 90% sure? It's not 51. It's a lot more than that. Yes, a lot more than that. In other words, a jury would rule based on uh, whose side they believe just a little bit more. The education department uh, twisted how these cases should be tried to view feelings as more important than evidence. And that's what's in direct conflict with criminal case standards. Uh, What Stu just mentioned, the reasonable doubt thing. Uh, But the professor side with the education department and argue that not using the preponderance standard is incompatible with the agency's mission to secure gender equality in education. It's amazing. I, there was a story that uh, Reason featured uh, the other Man. day, um, which is the same type of thing. And that, like, a, gu- a guy, I guess, hooked up with some girl in college, mm-hmm. um, and she later claimed that it was rape. Um, they, without 
talking to him. They suspended him. Without talking to him or getting his side of the story, they suspended him, expelled him, actually, from school. Um, and mm. when he came to try to get his credibility back or say, hey, and again, I don't know what happened in this case, right. obviously, but you know what? Neither do they. Um, and so he, when he came back to try to argue for his credibility and get his name back, they wouldn't even, not only would they not allow uh, him to you know, have an open court case or anything like that, they um, wouldn't even let him know what she claimed. So he couldn't even see her side of the story so that he could fight back and say, wait a minute, no, this part's not true, this part's not true. They wouldn't even let him see her case against him. And as a, at the university, well, it's a private, it probably is a private case with yeah, no just, actual legal they're not, battle. Yeah, they don't have they're to. not saying it's, it's, you know, he's not going to prison over it. Right. But that's the thing is she never even filed a complaint. She never even filed a legal complaint against him. She's not even going to the police. She's not doing any right, of that. Just she, it's just a, I, I want him out of school, and so he's out of school. With no rep, he has no recourse. He has no. He doesn't even have a chance to tell his side of the story or see her side of the story. We had a complaint against you, and the university is taking disciplinary actions by expelling you. Uh, pack your crap, get up. Right. It's a Hillary Clinton standard that she yeah. articulated when she said uh, they have a right to be believed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that <laughs> is not America. I'm that sorry. Sure as hell is. These guy, no, this guy sorry. might be the biggest dirtbag in the world. A lot of these people that are convicted with this might be the biggest dirtbags in the world. But we have a system here that mm -hmm. is supposed to give it, make it so a person has a right to defend themselves when they're accused of something, even if they fail, even if they lose. You know what? Obviously, we all want every rapist to be in prison. We all want it. We don't want any of these things. I wonder to why occur. you would have something like that? Why you would have something where you get to fight against someone uh, to prove your innocence what before guilty? Why would you have something like that? Maybe so it would, I don't know, hinder people from giving false accusations. Yeah, against maybe. You? Maybe, maybe. You have something mm -hmm. like that. I mean, so it would just out of the blue say, "Yep, that person raped me." These colleges, I mean, they're out of control. With this completely, stuff. completely out of control. Completely, and you know when you make people believe that one in every four or five women get raped in college. I mean, I, I guess this is what you do uh, when you, when mm -hmm. you legitimately make the case that United States colleges are worse than the Rwandan genocide when it comes to sexual assault. Well, I mean, I guess this is a rational response to something like that, but that's not true, and this is not a, that's not constitutional or American to do these things. And let's be honest, some of what they consider rape is not rape. Wait, wait, what? Why did you Stuart, triple eight seven two seven back. We continue, by the way, uh, we being the United States of America, continue to lead in the Olympic medal count, uh, both in gold medals with eleven and in overall with thirty-two. China's far. getting close to the gold. China's kind of ticking me off. A China's little. got ten and uh, twenty-five. I think. Yeah. So we have the, um, you put this into context, though. So think about that for a second. China is uh, four times our population. They have four times as many people. And a communist regime where nobody can say anything about the money they spend, the the practices of, about their uh, their sports mills that they have, where they take children out of their homes when they're one, two, three, four years old, 
and then raise them in these sports camps and and train them to be athletes their entire lives and then push them out there. I mean, you know, uh, it's pretty impressive when you think about it that we continue to beat them. Yeah, I mean, a lot of small countries would have the same complaint about our having a lot more people. You know, like I'm sure France is saying, well, yeah, but you've got... Yeah, but we beat them. We won our own medals. Yes, but we beat them. France, we probably have I mean, five I'm, times the medal count of France. So I've, uh, got the, I've got a medal count here from 2012. Uh, yeah, so France had 35 medals. And what we have? We didn't have five times that, but we're, I don't think we're five times. Or five. France is, I what, just, 80 million? 80, or I was going to say 60. but Yeah, we're about three know. times, and that's about right. Um, Aust- right? Well, Australia. What, oh, Australia is a good... Australia's thirty-five got thirty-five medals. Yeah, Australia is a different matter. Russia, what's Russia's population? Hundred and probably about two hundred million. Hundred and eighty. Hundred fifty. Japan? I don't know. France is Japan, ninety million. Sixty-six. Let's, I don't know. Let's, Let's look. I'm just looking at uh, Japan population. Uh, One twenty-seven. One twenty-seven. So th- yeah, less than a third. So we're, we beat them by a good amount. Great Britain. Great Britain, oh, Australia's only twenty-three-five million-ish. Yeah, so they're going to be ahead of us by a lot because they had sixty-five medals. Great Britain did. Yeah, in two thousand twelve, sixty-five. Well, yeah, medals. but they were the home country. Home country always outperforms everybody, okay. um, and we still beat them though. Uh, but we still beat them. <laughs> Germany. What's Germany? Yeah. Uh, Germany. I don't know. People Eighty million. Want? I'm guessing. Eighty million. So they would be right around because they had forty-four Germany. medals. Population. Germany's a good. Yeah, eighty million. Wow, that was a good guess. Um, uh, China had 88, and we had 103, and then Russia had 82 last time. All right. Um, but so uh, 538 did something really interesting, I thought, which is they adjusted the medal count um, mm-hmm. for sports that people care about. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is, I think, a pretty funny uh, thing. Which so the uh, United so they basically said like, okay, if no one watches it, we're going to give it less emphasis. If people really watch it, they're going to give it more. And they also did stuff like. Um, mm-hmm. You know, for a team sport, like, there's one gold medal that goes to the Olympic basketball team, for example, when everyone right. watches it. But there's 12 fencing medals, right, that go out because there's all different types of events. I'm just making that number up. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, so they, they factored out what people watch, what people care about. The, the adjusted medal count, because before it was U.S. with 103, China with 88, Russia with 82, Great Britain with 65. They adjusted that to uh, U.S. 142, China 100. So we win by even more. Uh, Russia with 80, Japan 48, and then Brazil 45. Uh, but Great Britain was actually down at uh, 45 as well, which is, I mean, significantly lower because they, they meddled in a lot of sports that nobody cares about. <laughs> I think it's a good way mm-hmm. to look at it. Because, I mean, when you're talking about the Olympics, it is a little unfair that there's like, you know, nine shooting medals and one soccer medal. Yes. Right? Like, I mean, it's, yes. when you're talking about medal count, it is yes. kind of a flawed stat. It sort of, you know, it's not a really good way of looking at it. Plus, I think too, you, it's not just regular medals. You need to give more points for golds than silvers and bronzes. I think so too. Um, yeah. So you need to have a factor of that as well. Yeah. But uh, but so. we overall in the history of the Olympics um, crush everybody in the world. I mean, so overall, I mean, I, I think even going we, back to the good old days. Yes. I mean, because the Olympics have been around for a while. Well, I'm not going back to ancient times. I mean, but I'm going back to 1891 or whenever well, it was well, we started. I mean, that doesn't count. It's not the whole history of the Olympics. <laughs> I'm not. You, you want me to go back to Greek yeah, times go back to before Greek the times. country existed? Yeah. I, I I haven't done that. 
I will admit <laughs> I, I haven't done that. American-centric. We see it again uh, yes. out of this guy. It's <laughs> yes. unbelievable. I mean, if there's one thing I will admit to, it's being American-centric. <laughs> there's no question about that. But we've, you know, we've compiled, uh, you know, two or three times. As, I think you can add the rest of the world and you don't come up with our medal total uh, overall. But, but you know, I'm just saying. Better than anybody I'm just else, saying we're, we're just better just, than everybody. Else. No, we're so not. That's all though. I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. All is we're saying American is American exceptionalism. Right. Like other countries uh, are not as good as us. Uh, that's we, all I'm saying. But I think well, what you're saying is uh, America rules; they drool. Yes, you know, uh, that's, that's all I'm all. saying. I'm not saying anything offensive to them. I'm no. just saying we're better than. We're they just are. saying that we are superior in every way. That's, that's all, all we're I'm saying. S- that's all that's we're it. saying. That's it. Uh, Americans are superior to people who aren't Americans. Look, that's all. Britain, we're, that's all we're saying. Britain here. has a cute little com- country. Well, it's great. They, they were great. It's cute. It's you know adorable that they still do that royal thing. That was awesome. That was great. It was awesome. But we're better. They had their time. It's over. It's over. It's over. France, they had their time, and I know it pisses them off, and that's <laughs> adorable that you're still angry about that because mm-hmm. it's been a long time. But, but get over it. Get over it because we're better. Okay. All right. Triple eight seven two seven. That's going to be balanced analysis. Yes, I, I think so. We, think we don't so. we don't use the the phrase fair and balanced on this particular <laughs> network, but I think that was what I think, I think that was it pretty well. Yeah, I think so. You too. know, we're basically CNN International <laughs> at this point for that sort of analysis. <laughs> Uh, we're we're so really big in Suriname right now. Oh, yeah, huge yeah, in huge. Suriname. They love huge us there. Huge in Suriname. Um, it, it, t- tonight, though, by the way, just one more uh, little uh, thing on the note on the Olympics. A great night for uh, for swimming because Michael Phelps going after another gold against Ryan Lochte. Are, are you familiar with I'm familiar Lochte with Michael and, Phelps. Uh, they were Phelps fun to and, watch last night. Phelps and Lochte have this uh, longtime rivalry going. They're good, really good friends, and they're really good competitors. And... Uh, Lochte, I don't think, has ever beaten Phelps in the Olympics. Is that right? I don't know about that. No, I think actually he I might think he have. Has. 12, right? Yeah, last that's right. He, he yeah. might have. I was reading something about one of his rivals. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. Lost and so there's, but they're still really good friends, and it's a friendly rivalry, but it's an intense one. And and then they're going up against uh, tonight another really fast guy in the pool uh, in this 200 intermin- uh, individual medley. That means they do all four of the uh, yeah. swimming disciplines in this race. For a hundred for fifty meters, um, and uh, and they got another the, a Japanese guy who's going to apparently challenge the two of them. So we'll see what happens. But this should be a good night for swimming. And then the uh, gymnasts who've been totally dominating the world uh, are back tonight. Meanwhile, uh, social conservatives are speaking out against a book that suggests morality. Now we've talked about this a few times. There's some weird thing going on with trying to normalize pedophilia. And and we've, especially with Salon, is it Salon yeah, that we Salon said has been doing yeah. uh, these features Multiple on... Multiple pieces about These it. really sympathetic pieces on uh, pedophiles. pedophiles. And uh, there seems to be some movement where, eh, it's not that bad. It's a movement, all right. Um, but uh, there's a book that suggests the morality of pedophilia is unclear. Uh, no. Hmm. Over the weekend, um, Ryan T. Anderson expressed his outrage on Twitter over this academic book titled Pedophilia and Adult Child Sex, a philo- Philosophical Analysis. Uh, the book was written by Stephen Kreshnar, who chairs the philosophy department at the State University of New York. Uh, his work suggests that the moral status of pedophilia is blurrier <laughs> than some assert. 
And that's, of course, raised concern with social conservatives and Christians. And I, w- I would think every thinking, feeling, rational human being uh, on this planet. 168-page book that examines whether adults who are sexually attracted to children have a disease, act wrongly, or are vicious, and it explores the legal implications of these. Uh, This sex intuitively strikes many people as sick, disgusting, Mm. and wrong, the book uh, author writes. The problem is that it is not clear whether these judgments are justified and whether they're aesthetic or moral. By analogy, many people find it disgusting to view images of obese people having sex, but it's hard to see what, what is morally undesirable about such sex. Here, the judgment is aesthetic. I don't think the uh, my mm. main argument with uh, pedophilia is that... Uh, is the aesthetics of it? the aesthetics of it. No. It. It's I, not, no. I mean, while, yes, I would agree, I do find it revolting and do not want to view it. Right. Uh, that is not my main concern uh, with it. It's more the victimization of the child. Mm-hmm. It's kind of my number one. Like, there's a big hit list on this one. Weird. Uh, there's like a top 40 countdown of problems that I have with uh, pedophilia. Yeah, uh, but number one is not like, well, you don't like watching fat people have sex. <laughs> by the way, uh, wait, why did you go to? <laughs> hey, why did you uh, switch camera shots to? Oh, hey. <laughs> that was a weird time to. Well, I was in the weird. middle of talking and it was weird. It yeah. switched right to. Yeah, I noticed. What were we talking about again? Oh yeah, that's right. Fat people having sex. That mm-hmm. was what I was referring to when that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, really revolting, and it's it's uh, you know this is happening not just in this uh, community. Um, the uh, we've uh, talked about many communities over the years, but there's a new one. 19 year old man charged in New Mexico with having an incestuous relationship with his mother told authorities he believed he could take care of her and keep her safe from abusive men like those in her past. Caleb Peterson's statement to police came after he and his mother, Monica, were charged uh, in February with with incest. Caleb felt Mm. um, uh, that he would take care of her, um, and he said he wanted people to know about his relationship with his mother. Um, So they were Mm. trying to make the argument that this is a normal relationship, you don't understand it, Uh, our love is the same. Um, and again, now is she it's actually too. Is she, in the, in are this they story, both adults? Um, I believe in yes. this case he is. He's nineteen. Yes. Okay. Well, there, let me ask you this then. No. Does he not have a point? If they're both adults, both consenting adults. Mm-hmm. How Better point she? than the pedophilia one. I I, seriously, I mean, how do you say that's wrong when we're saying everything else is right? And, you know, I, I mean, there's How? a uh, if you go to um, a little website and uh, this is don't worry, I'm not going to recommend a really uh, bad one. But the blaze dot com is the website I'm talking about. Uh, Matt Walsh has a column today kind of talks about this exact thing. Uh, see if I can find it real quick. Um, the uh, headline is uh, something about love is love or something like that. And shouldn't it shouldn't shouldn't these shouldn't an incestuous relationship be OK? Well, and again, he's not actually arguing no, for that, but he's saying, saying, making that kind of same point. Well, yeah, because the point is, if you are an advocate of uh, other forms of sexual encounters that you say you can't stop love or you can't get in the way of love or you can't help who you love, you should be able to love whoever you want, why would that not apply? Because that's because they're using that argument as a catch-all. Like you should agree because love is love. Yes. Right. right. Um, yes. And it, you know it's not a catch-all. Make a specific argument for the relationship you're talking about. 
if, unless you want to include these things. Right. You you have know, to. Unless you want to include these things, make a specific argument for the specific relationship you're talking about. I think polygamy has to be included. I, th- I think incestuous adult relationships have to be included. I mean, if you- Now, victimization of people who, minors, is a totally different story. Totally different. Yes. Totally um, different. But when you're talking about, you know, consensual relationships among adults. Yeah. I mean, I, I, like the pedophilia, or excuse me, the, uh, the uh, polygamy one is a really interesting thing. Because if you do exactly. What polygamists do, yeah. but you don't say you're married. Not only is it legal in some se- in some circumstances, it would be like, wow, that's awesome. You right. know, like if you're yes. if you're if you're Leonardo DiCaprio and you're living with twelve models, everyone's going to be like, wow, what an incredible lifestyle. Hugh Hefner did it for years. Yeah, Hugh Hefner. Yeah, exactly. No exactly. one, no one, what, I mean, the, the the fact that Hefner breaks up with them is the thing that we're, that makes it okay because they're shorter term relationships. I mean, it really is a bizarre standard we've it come up with. really is. And, of course, the truth of it is that the only people arguing for polygamy are uh, religious outcasts. Right. Right. So there's, so there's, not a, there's not a large swath of people with large organizations and lots of money behind them trying to normalize that behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, although more and more it is happening. Um, but, but it's like reality, like if we're going to be consistent here, I mean, reality, like you should be able to do whatever you want on that. Yeah. Uh, why not? I, I, I mean, I from the standpoint of the liberals and the progressives, mm-hmm. I, I don't understand what the problem is with polygamy. I it's, really it's don't. Ju- I don't understand it. Because you, if you don't were to understand. say that you compare a gay relationship or whatever mm-hmm. with a polygamous relationship, you're like, how, how, the hell, how dare you? But but I've never been able to get to the bottom of why they find it offensive. I know. Why? I mean, I understand. Like, you mean how dare I? You can, can, if I can't tell you who to love, you can't tell me how many. Right. Well, right? Well, who to, or who, yeah, exactly. Who to love. I mean, divorce has been normalized in many ways. Uh-huh. Um, and, and that's, I mean, in some respects uh-huh. similar to polygamy in that you might have multiple partners throughout your life. It's not an, a, a singular uh, mon- monogamous relationship over a lifetime. Yeah. I mean, I, I, and I'm not even saying this as like, oh, yeah, well, I've got a great point. You're going to believe in polygamy, too. My, my point is... It really is an honest thing of like, well, what's the problem with it? If mm-hmm. if you if you believe in A, why wouldn't you believe in B and C? And yeah. and especially from a government perspective, you might be able to morally say one is wrong and one one isn't wrong. But from a government standpoint, you should be treating these things equally. All relationships, all love is equal, mm-hmm. right? That's what we found out. Um, and and I don't, I don't necessarily like from a government perspective. I don't have a problem with that. I mean, you know, you can have a moral disagreement with certain things. And I, and I, I, I as I've said many, many times, I want the government out of all of it. I don't want the government um, monitoring uh, and li- issuing licenses for marriage anyway. Um, but I don't understand what the argument is if you're like, oh, absolutely, straight and gay relationships 100%. But if a straight or gay relationship includes multiple partners, then absolutely not. It's offensive you'd even compare them. Doesn't, doesn't make sense to me at all. Doesn't make any sense at all. I mean, I, I, it's, and it's, again, I'm not even like trying to like say, oh, well, you know, here's this major point that's going to like make your point bad. It's like, wouldn't, shouldn't you try to be consistent? If you believe those things, why wouldn't you try to be consistent and say, you know what, actually, we should be honest about this, and these should, things should be approved. And, you know, to Salon's credit, they are. Try- I would assume that they would be on this bandwagon. Now, cr- crossing lines into pedophilia is something completely different. You're talking about mm. people who are not a- able to consent uh, at their age, and that is a completely different line. But when you're talking about consenting adults, you know, what's your deal? Yeah, exactly right. 
888-727-BECK. More patents do coming up in a minute. The Matt Walsh article is, if all love is equal, this incestuous mother and son couple should be celebrated. Yep. There you go. If all love is equal. It's true. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll bring up... Because Pat brought up something at the break that I, I think is a lot more important than anything else we could discuss here. I mean, he's talking oh. about something that's life-changing. It, it was life-changing. It, it I mean, look, we are a show. Yes, do we talk about politics? Sure. Sure. Do we talk about sports and, sure. and pop culture? Yes. yes. But, I mean, really what we're, we're here is, for is to improve your life. Yeah. Uh, we, we, you know, we're, we're like life coaches on television and radio. And here's my suggestion for a better enhanced life. Go to Taco Bell <laughs> and eat there. Uh, <laughs> I went yesterday. I had a doctor appointment, so I'm driving uh, in an area where I don't normally. And I saw this Taco Bell, and I was starving because I hadn't eat all, eaten all day. So I, I stopped. I thought, man, I haven't had Taco Bell in a while. And so I ordered this thing. That <laughs> <laughs> It was the Is that most. What they call it on the, it's on the thing. thing. It it might be the most delicious substance on earth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here it is. Yeah, it's, it's a, a triple, triple double, double crunch wrap. Yeah, triple double, double crunch, crunch wrap. Mm-hmm. Oh my it's gosh! It's right here. You can order one online. Will it, will oh. it come through my computer? Oh. Oh. Fact, <laughs> I can, uh... When they have that technology, oh my gosh, am I going to be fat then? Oh, <laughs> wow. I'm wow. trying to figure out. You think out. I'm fat now? Wait till they have that technology. What is the breakdown of this thing? Because I am interested. It's a lot of delicious nacho cheese sauce, and I mean a lot. And then there was uh, meat in there, and there was lettuce in there, and it's all wrapped in a taco taco shell wrapped around, a t- or the tortilla is wrapped around. The- and then that's grilled? And then that's okay. grilled, and it, oh, I mean, oh, my sounds, gosh, it was delicious. This sounds completely amazing. Uh, Though, so good. I will say your description of it, I, I, you're so excited about it, I don't know that I'm getting all the facts. No, I, I, you're probably not, because, <laughs> I mean, there's nacho sauce that's just dripping out of oh, it. Oh, my gosh. And then the meat, w- which wouldn't right, you know, no, I know. appeal to you, but you could. I think you could substitute that maybe yeah, for they lettuce or beans tomatoes or, or beans yeah, yeah. or whatever. And then there's the layer of the of the lettuce, and then there's a there's some tomatoes in there, but the nacho cheese sauce, and then the crunch. But what plus makes this the good though is that since you didn't have any mm. tomatoes, right? I didn't have any tomatoes. Right, so you got the little extra a little meat, extra meat on which there, which adds yeah. to that extra oh, goodness. Oh god, oh, they have an actual vegetarian oh menu now on uh, the Taco Bell website. Do they really? Yeah, that's uh, nice. That's a good development for you. This may need to be a, a trip today. <laughs> um, I, I, they show actually when you go to TacoBell.com, Pat. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the main picture uh, featured is a double uh, crunch, triple double double trip. What is it? Triple double crunch triple wrap. Triple double crunch wrap. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at the picture of it. I can't. I'm not seeing the description um, of what is in it. But I mean, one thing you do notice is a lot of nacho cheese sauce. A lot of nacho cheese. Oh my gosh. Oh, in fact, I got the spicy 
Wow. Triple, Ooh, double, triple crunch wrap. double crunch wrap. Okay. Oh, so good. Oh, order yours online. Let's see. So good. Maybe it will. Well, how does it arrive to me? How does it get here? <laughs> oh, order like, it online. Do we have Taco Bell delivery now? Oh, my God, if they did. Oh, okay, wow. here we go. Uh, okay, triple double crunch wrap. Uh, finds his name via the double layers of seasoned beef. So two layers of seasoned uh, beef. All right. Um, double layers of nacho cheese sauce. Mm. Double layers of crunchy tostada shell. Oh, so where does the triple come from? Uh, it comes from three trip, three double layers of everything you love about the crunch wrap. It looks good. <laughs> it it does is look good. so good. I mean, Bless I, you, Bell family, for bringing so, us Taco so Bell. Pat, I love so it was so good. good. Uh, some would say, well, did you have more than one? I, You know what? By the time I realized the incredible deliciousness that it was the most delicious substance ever created for this planet, I was several miles from the Taco Bell. Oh, my God. Bell. That's, that's a tragedy. That, that's, that's a shame because that's the only Taco Bell in the Metroplex. No, nah, I could have. You stopped I could have, but there are, the other Taco Bells were kind of off my freeway route, and I did want to get home. <laughs> wow, that's um, amazing. And yeah. the thing I like about the Crunchwrap, too, because it's essentially a, like a hexagon shape, and it's wrapped and grilled yeah. as yeah. a tortilla. So yes. unlike some other things at Taco Bell, like, a, the, like this, the regular tacos, for example, you bite into them, it all comes out the back. It's all over you. With this contrast contained. it's contained as you yes. take a bite and it all stays pretty much That's in there. That's true. So it's not, I mean, usually it'd be, it would be conducive to driving in a car. Right. However, I still found a way to <laughs> spill it all over my car. That's a shock. <laughs> there was nacho cheese and lettuce and meat everywhere on my car. So I have a special talent for that. Yeah. I could win an Olympic event about spilling food on myself or my car. I could I could win the gold. You in that. are I know I could. Yeah. Uh, an elite I athlete I when it yes, comes to that. I will very say. Elite. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Uh, half of U.S. jobs could be taken by robots in the next twenty years. So that's good. You got that going for you. Well, it's kind of like what we did with Jeffy in that f- footage. Remember when we had when Jeffy was out on vacation one week. We just had footage, old footage of Jeffy reacting like he was offended. All right. And it pretty much served the purpose of Jeffy completely. It really did. It really did. It was yeah. there. It is. Look there at it this. is. I mean, what more do you need from him? Come Seriously. on, ah, come on, like, come on, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. You, we're talking about you, right? Yeah, same to you. And then he talks about okay. his mic on. All right. And then he talks about his mic on, which is what he does anyway. <laughs> Tell me, we need more than that. We don't. That's the whole Jeffy experience you just saw. <laughs> <laughs> it's every part of Jeffy you could want. I mean, you know, unless you want drugs, because Jeffy also has that. But that's a yeah. whole other. Seem to admit it's that. A whole other uh, thing. So they're saying uh, Carl Benedict Fry and Michael A. Osborne found that 47% of U.S. employment is at risk of being replaced by machines yeah. over the next two decades. That's really fast. I mean, and mm. I actually am one of the. I'm not the type of person who's afraid of productivity increases. Uh, you know. I, a lot of these jobs come, they they go. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes you're doing a job, and it seems like uh, it's going to hang, hang around for a long time, and then over a, a period of time, the industry goes away, uh, and, and sometimes that's sad and it's hard. We it's already about, started. We I talked about it with Evan McMullen today a little bit. He, I mean, he we pointed it out. It's like you know, you, if your industry goes away, what do you do? His his argument for this was, you know, you create incentives for businesses to try to retrain people and bring them back into the workforce of the new. Uh, Industry, and I think that's a, mm-hmm. a pretty smart solution. Um, anything you can do, obviously, to make it easier for businesses to hire people is a good idea. Um, but uh, you know, the uh, the idea that this is going to happen is not necessarily scary to me. In this time frame, though, it could be something really to deal with. If we lose half of our jobs in twenty years. I mean, that's uh, no retraining program is going to solve that. Right. That's right. I Here's mean, it's a, already it's already started. 
Here's a chart of, oh, yeah, okay. uh, of how they're going away. Loan officers, I think 98% chance that loan officer job jobs are going away. Wait, 98%? You won't need them. So they're going to say that is a job. Fill out your information. It's a, your algorithm. Computer, the, yeah. Well, have you heard these commercials for um, uh, Rocket Rocket Mortgage? Yes, yes. You have? They, they're, I mean, I think it's Quicken Loans who's doing it, and, they're, and they're, they're advertising it like crazy. It's amazing to hear after the housing crisis the way that they're yes. advertising this. Like, but they, they're, their slogan yeah. is push button, get mortgage. And it's like, wait, wasn't that the issue in 2008 <laughs> yes. that a lot of people yeah. were just pushing button and getting mortgages? But again, it's up to, you know, it's the, as long as we're not bailing them out, they can you right. know, try whatever they want. Right. Uh, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Um, but uh, it's kind of an interesting thing because we are getting to that point. Algorithms mm-hmm. would serve something like that probably better than humans in a lot of ways. Uh, how do you, okay, receptionists and information clerks, some of these you can understand. And they're already doing that. Uh, a lot of hotels have uh, have robots that you, you know, push for information, rooms, to, uh, whatever you need. I'm not sure how there's an 81% chance you're going to replace cooks and fast food uh, jobs Automated, with like, with robots. Yeah, they tried. In fact, there was a place cook? in China that was trying and they stopped because they? because it screwed up. I too would much. think, yeah, They're you don't want ready. you don't want your chefs being a robot. No, they were dropping. You want a human for that. Yeah, right. They, there were well, some interactions that didn't you know didn't go well, and there were other things. I'll that, give you an example though. We went uh, we were uh, out uh, covering the cruise campaign. Went down in our uh, in our uh, lobby of our hotel pressed a button and a pancake came out oh true that I mean, is true it, you know i mean it, and it was good that's essentially and a robot go, it was good yeah you can go right. to a number of restaurants now where they're training that you just to true. order from the table without the waitress and i gotta say i love it i freaking love that <laughs> see i like the interaction i would i would buy that i like the interaction as part of the deal yeah, you're no, it's such not. A... I do not go to the restaurant to make friends with the waitress. You don't have to make friends with them, but it's part of the deal. No, it's not part, part of the, the experience. I, I Bring me like my that. food and shut up. That's right. all I want. Seriously, if I could walk in and I, and I, I, Panera Bread is a good example of this. Panera Bread has has two options. Oh, one, you can walk up to the counter and order from a person. Another, an automated screen. I'm going now, the automated, automated screen, screen every time. The automated screen is a great option. During a busy lunchtime. Because yes, you know is. what? The line gets a little long. You walk right up. You just type your stuff in. And then you leave. You know who does it when no one's at the restaurant? Me. <laughs> I walk up there. I slide my card. Boop, 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 boop. I don't have to explain what I want done with it. They have, mm-hmm. I can customize every stupid option on the sandwich or the salad. You get done. Don't you miss the experience with the people? Yes. <laughs> yes, you do. Here's the thing, Jeffy. A lot of people are like you. And I don't want any additional experiences with Jeffy's. I... I'm like that at the grocery store too, because I don't I don't want to discuss my purchases with with the no. with the person who's checking me. Wait, out. but so you go to the, you go to the self checkout? I do. See, uh, I every find, chance I get, I go to self checkout. See, I like the idea of self checkout, but I, I so many times I, I scan and they're like, please talk to an attendant. Please talk to an attendant. Please Plus, talk to an attendant. Like, I know. No. It used to be that way. It's Plus, better now. It's it, better. it is better now. It is better I now. I'll give you that. Sure. And and they also, but they do have a number of things. You know, the options of they need to lighten up a little bit on the. You know, you've got to. Make sure that it touches the touches the top. Right, and like scan thinks, the next one. It thinks and, you haven't put the bag thing in the yes, bag. Oh my gosh! Yes, that, it drives me crazy. I'll only do it when I have like, if I'm buying like a box of Twinkies, for yeah. example. Yes, if I'm buying mm-hmm. plums, no. Because well, they have, that the, they have gets, the lookup code. Right. I know. I don't want the to deal code. with the lookup codes. <laughs> uh, if you want to take a picture of it and recognize it as a plum when I put it in front of you, okay, fine. You know what? You know what? Uh, the self-checkout that ticks me off is like the Sam's Clubs. And the, the, I'm already paying you. 
I'm paying you to come shop here, and you want me to check my own stuff out? <laughs> no. Yeah. No. You're pay- Wait, you're not paying at grocery stores? I'm not. I'm, no. You're paying. Yes, you are. You're no, I mean, at- I'm paying extra to be able to shop at Sam's Club. Right. That's true. But I'm I mean, again, giving them you're extra more at, money you're to be able at, to shop there. You're looking at that interaction as a positive, as no one else on earth does. Yeah, uh, that's yeah that true. is that is what that Jeff is. Yeah. That is very right? true. I mean, because when I go up there, I just want to <laughs> just check just check out this stuff and tell me how much I owe you, that, yeah. and then I'm going to go. The crazy. I don't want to discuss. Well, what, what are you going to do with this? Well, are you having a party? Well, you're having a nice dinner. I don't want to discuss that with you. Don't worry about it. Just scan it and put it in a bag. Okay, and then, and then, and then it's like, would well, you have the top thumb card? No. Do you want the top thumb card? No. Do you want to just fill out a top card? Do we get you a little keychain? No. No. What part of no? Don't you understand? No. What you can say for the plates that we've got on the end cap back there. <laughs> Would you like to donate uh, money to a charity you've never heard of? That's the third thing That's I was going to go. Oh. No, not at my grocery store. No. No. I, I don't. I, do you have any respect for me at all? Do you think oh, I'm just going to donate please. to charities I've never heard of in my right. entire life with no idea right. what the oversight is, no idea what the money's going to? No. I will give money to charities that I've uh, vetted uh, deeply. Right. That's the only way to do it. Right. And, but um, it's only a dollar, and it's, it's right. to help the kids. That's what guilt, they want. It's guilt, though. It's just it, like, it oh. And then at the oh. end of the day, they get to do oh. what Trump did to Glenn, which is to say, we've donated yes. $900 yes. million dollars to charity this year. No, these yeah, stupid right. customers came through and gave you a dollar every you know time, and now you brag about it you to know the media. what companies are doing now, too, right. that make it, that uh, then they're going to be able to do what Trump did to Glenn, is that, that it's not the dollar. It's just the, the change on the bill. Like if it's, uh, let's say your bill is uh, 101.33. Oh, yeah. Want to make it 102 and the, the extra money goes to yeah, the kids? Yeah, Cabela's does goes that. Goes for the Cabela's does that. Fortune. But goes for kids. What are you talking Now, I might take that one just because I'd rather donate to a horrible charity than hold the change. Uh, <laughs> Me too. Because <laughs> I hate change. Yeah, but I'm no, okay it's not even way. hold the change. So, I mean, I'm it's, okay it's with cars, that because everything. All they do is round up to the next dollar, yes. which right. is fine with me. But just because that. I don't want the I actually right. don't want it. I physically <laughs> right. don't want to control the change. It's annoying to me. Right. Um, but I think the card. The one that, yeah, if it's a card, I, I don't do it. But the one that really uh, bothers me, too, is, and, and I'm so shocked every time I go that people are not going to the automated solution rather than the person, is the freaking movie theater. There's 60 people in line to I go know. see this movie, and no one at the kiosk. Right. All you do is press the movie and time and, your and a amount, comes and out. it comes out, and you're in in like three seconds, and there's 65 <laughs> people. I want, to just, I want to tell that person, I want to ask him if he likes the movie. I want to know what his opinion is about previous sequels. Uh, I would like to know his opinion. On, is the popcorn, which, which uh, refreshment stand has the best popcorn? What are you talking to these people about? I will say that it's a little disappointing. A little bit disappointing when you order tickets online from a couple theaters, the, and you have to still go to pick them up. You still have to go to the counter to get the... Um, yeah, the, no, yeah, yeah, no. No. I want to print them out. I, and, I ordered them online. There is, and then when you're ordering them online, there's a convenience fee sometimes. There's at least reasons to not 
to to do that. Although mm-hmm. with the uh, the predetermined uh, seating is a is a big plus for me. I'll pay the extra right. for that. Uh, but when you go up and, and you're just like uh, there's a there's a theater near us, and every single time I go there, every time I go there, there's ten people in line with like one cash I think register. That's and, fear of the machine. Yeah, fear people of the don't machine. know how to do it. They, they think they're going to get the wrong ticket. It, they, yeah, they're they're unsure as to how to use it. Yeah, and I, and and look, I don't want to bother with I've got two kids and two new. adults. Everyone goes through that when it's new. <clears> um, yeah. I remember back a long time ago. Um, I. Uh, I used to never deposit money into an ATM. I thought it was like, no, they're going to, I mean, I have no evidence. They'll lose it. They'll lose it, and it won't go in the machine. (laughs) And then I was actually, I I had a friend who was uh, very wealthy, Mm -hmm. and I was out with him one night, and he was like, i got to stop at the bank. And he stops at the bank, and he he puts in this wad of cash like this into this bank. And I'm like, wait, if he's doing it, I'm putting like $8 into the bank. I can't put it in through the ATM. And ever since then, I've changed my mind on that. But all it was was the fear of the technology. Now, I've done yeah. it thousand, you know, probably a thousand times since, and every time it's worked and registered my deposit appropriately. Uh, I've never had an issue, not even once. Because you're putting cash in, it's like count. It used to be that like you'd put it in, and then in the morning someone would come in and check and count yeah. your money now it's like automated checking it goes you know they're checking the yeah, you're you counting the bills they know exactly how much it is you put in mm-hmm. checks yeah. and they scan the check and they know the exact amount you've written on the check actually yeah, that's amazing it's incredible that's the way banks kind of rip you off that way See, this is Jeffy's the person. I kind of rip you off. Jeffy's the person. Companies do that as well. Hold on, I have to stand in line because finding Dory tickets, I want to make sure I talk to the person first before I purchase (laughs) them. That's you. It's you. Jeffy's ruining our society. I don't know why it took us so long to come to this situation. What do you mean that's the way they get you? Well, you know, like if I buy something at Walgreens. Okay. And I put it on, and I write a check or put it on my card. Okay. Okay. Now, now, who goes to Walgreens and writes a check? Does that no, still no, whatever. I'm just We were talking about writing checks. Sure. Okay. Whatever. We put it on the okay. card. Put it on your whatever card. it is. All right, so I go to Walgreens and I get it. All right. Now, immediately, Walgreens has not asked for the money yet. Okay? Walgreens, the company, has not asked the bank for the money yet. But the mm-hmm. bank takes it out of your account. Now, the bank, the money is still in my account because Walgreens has not asked for that money yet. The bank doesn't give it to Walgreens until they ask for it. But the bank considers that my oh yeah that money's gone. See that's still my money until Walgreens takes it. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, I don't even understand I'll, that. I don't I'll, I'll, I'll understand, understand it. it. So like what you're saying is the bank is taking it out of your account, reserving it because you've made a purchase. That's correct. Right? And then they're holding on to it until Walgreens comes and takes it that's from them. Correct. And there's a short amount of time. What they're making you know eight minutes of interest uh, or, oh, or no, something. It's a lot longer than that. Because hey, sometimes it is should... a couple of days before they take it out of your account, right. mm. or they'll charge your credit card or whatever. Right. So you're saying that they're they're scamming people by holding the money so, that you spent. Uh, you know what? Yes. I mean, if anything, they're scamming Walgreens, not you. Right? Because Walgreens has made an agreement with you to purchase for currency, right? Correct. You've said yes. Here's yeah, the should... currency. And then the bank hasn't given it to Walgreens yet. That's Walgreens' problem, not your problem. But see. It... Back in the old days, <laughs> yes, you used to be able to float checks a little bit. <laughs> this is where this comes from. Right? Yeah, this is what yeah. used to be able to, to float scam checks you. a little bit. Is that a scam? Yeah, no, it's a scam. It's not a scam. It's a check kiting scam. It's not a check kiting scam. Okay, it's just 
floated a little bit. Uh, this is catch me if you can, is what you're, uh-huh. what you're saying. No. Exactly. No. No. No, it is not. No. People. No. People. More patents to come up in a minute. <laughs> you're awesome, Debbie. Your life, how is it not a movie? I mean, if we have one thing we do with this Blaze Network of ours, we need to make Jeffy's life into a movie. <laughs> Back to Pat and Stu. Hi. Hi. Uh, hi, Pat. Apparently, uh, hi, Stu. Hey. <laughs> hey I said, I thought it would be rude if I didn't. See you there for a second. It would be rude if I didn't respond. It really would. Said, hey. Yeah, it really would. Really How you doing? Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, what's up, Pat? Yeah. What's going, you. man? I know. I, Good to see you. I followed it. Oh, okay. <laughs> you really did? Yeah, I did. Where the hell I is did. this freaking crunch wrap, man? I can't. I can't. Right? That That's all I can think of now. It's all I can think of. Why too. did you tell me this? I was. I was. I feel like I got through like two days in a row where I didn't like destroy myself with food, and now all I can think about is the. Is the I know. All, all I want to do is get out of here and go down to the Taco Bell near us and just eat. I don't. I don't really want to leave though. That's the. I, I want to get in the there. And I want to stay in there. Yes. Yes. Sounds really good. I could live. I mean, look, you know, in Taco it, Bell. It, it might not be the most comfortable life, but I mean, if you find a twenty-four hour <laughs> one, you can move from table to table. They won't probably recognize it for a while. Oh, you stay there forever. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I believe Jeffy on this one. Stay there forever. Well, you've probably done it. Have you done it you for a while? Uh, days. Yeah. Okay. There's a uh, there's a uh, woman uh, who uh, I guess maybe perhaps could not afford uh, a residence of her own mm-hmm. uh, back in uh, Trenton, New Jersey. Um, and she uh, had the, I, I would say, a pretty brilliant idea, which is, you know, I guess like going to get your own home uh, is, you know, going to be expensive. Even an apartment can be a little bit more than she could afford, apparently. Mm-hmm. So her answer to this was to buy a train pass from just um, uh, Trenton to Hamilton, which was the next stop. And so she would just ride on the train. Like when she wanted to be inside, she'd be either either inside yep. the uh, the train station. And what they did with the homeless people, they'd be like, "Look, if you don't have uh, a ticket, you can't be in the train station." She's got like, the ticket. "Got a ticket right here." So she was paying Back like off me. sixty dollars a month, and she could live inside the train station, and no one could make her leave. Wow, good idea though. <laughs> kind That's of a good, good idea. Right Smart. Uh, it wasn't a good smelling idea. No. I will say. Well, most of them, I mean, some of them really try. I mean, they in the overnight hours, you can see them trying to bathe themselves in the bathroom and stuff. <laughs> They're washing up. They're all washing up. I've said, you never, you've never seen them washing up in the bathroom at, at the Trenton train station. First of all, station. what were you doing? You, mm. you barely showed up to work. What were you doing there in the late night hours? <laughs> well, early morning. Catching the train. Mm-hmm. Early morning. Early morning. Drinking coffee on the way. Got to go into the restroom before you hit the train. Mm-hmm. They're in there, you know, trying to bathe themselves. That would be one plausible explanation for someone else, yes. I will, I will give you. I will give you that. In theory, I it someone pretty gets, good, actually. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry, Pat. Go ahead. You got something no, more important. Uh, I'm just thinking about this damn crunch wrap. Okay, it's <laughs> so what I want. Give it to me now. Uh, we promised to tell you where some Olympians uh, keep their uh, medals because apparently they uh, Olympians don't keep them in their sock drawer. Uh, they keep them in other places, uh, like Carl Lewis, who keeps his in a rather strange place. His father's casket. 
uh, nine-time uh, gold medalist in track and field. At his father's funeral in 87, Lewis left the medal he won in the 100-meter uh, dash in the casket with his dad. With it, When his mother seemed shocked, uh, Lewis told her that it was no big deal. He planned to get another one, and he did at the Seoul Olymp- Olympics in 88. Uh, Lewis originally got the silver in the 100-meter, but then Ben Johnson was disqualified, so Lewis got the gold. Yeah, um, 9.79. Kind of in through the back door there. Yeah, it's like yeah. an all-time great Olympic moment. Yeah. It was, like, it was a real build-up to that 100-meter that year. Yeah. Uh, Lewis versus Johnson. And, you know, they had gone back and forth at who had won, and Johnson kind of seemed like he might be the slight favorite, and then he just blew him away. And it was like, oh, my God. It was like it took the whole, you know, the whole Olympics by storm. And then, like, two days later, like, oh, yeah, by the way, he was on roids, so he doesn't get anything. <laughs> Pretty bad. And then, yeah. you, know, you know what he tried to do after that? Uh, he tried out for the Detroit Lions. If I remember right, it was the Lions, Ben Johnson. He decided That's to come back right. in, and because he was super fast, everyone was like, well, he's going to blow everybody away. Right. And that worked know. out really well, because he's now in the Football Hall of Fame? Football Hall of Fame. Football no, Hall wait, of no, he didn't ben, make the team. Oh, that's right. It was one of the two. Uh, I, guess, I guess there's more to being a wide receiver <laughs> than just guess. running fast. Well, yeah. It's an the, interesting thought, though. I mean, Cowboys had one of those sprinters work out pretty well. Uh, what was his name in the 60s? Uh, oh, crap. Oh, yeah. Uh, Olympic sprinter. I think he was a... Yeah, Bob Hayes. Bob Hayes. Yeah, Bob Hayes did. Oh, yeah. Who had a tr- tremendous career with the Cowboys. Uh, he, d- he did pretty well, but he could catch the ball. And I think that's kind of uh, an issue, you know, when you're an NFL wide receiver. Uh, so, Sean White, who is an Olympic gold medalist in, uh, in the half pipe. He's a two-time gold medalist. He's, he's actually won uh, 12 gold medals from the Winter X Games, but there's, you know, something special about Olympic gold. So... He, uh, his mom had one of the medals dry cleaned after the ribbon became dirty from making the talk show rounds. Prior to that, the flying tomato, as they call him once in a while, left a medal with his agent and sort of forgot about it. Called my agent randomly and said, hey, you have my medal, right? He gasped. He said his heart just dropped because he didn't know where it was, but he later found it. It was in a dresser under a book. In his house, <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner um, actually did not win any uh, medals. Uh, Bruce Jenner actually won them, um, <laughs> but Caitlyn has them for some reason. I don't know why. She um, stole them from Bruce. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. <sighs> that is unbelievable. Matt, uh, just you know, we've talked about this uh, a million times. Oh, do we still have another break? Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Real quick, uh, Caitlyn. Uh, so I'm sorry about that. We're just got a signal. We're like, hey, shut up! Quick, go to commercial. Real quick before I do. Um, she, uh, what, what would it be really difficult to do, like bank accounts and stuff? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, just that name change in and of itself would probably be really difficult. But then also right. a sex change mm-hmm. with just like the the paperwork of that has to be a freaking nightmare. It's got to be a hustle, yeah. Uh, but uh, Caitlin keeps uh, the uh, Bruce's medals um, with uh, with her nail colors in her nail drawer. Oh, good. It's um, nice. And uh, of course, Bruce Jenner, a different person. In 1976, won the gold medal. That's correct for the decathlon. Yeah. Uh, then Lindsey Vaughn, who is an alpine skier, and she won her gold in the winter. Uh, she keeps him in her nightstand. All right, more patents too coming up in a minute. Lindsey Vaughn's also in that. Have you seen her in the commercial? Maybe you haven't because you don't watch the Olympics, right? She she she's in a. Uh, is it a Visa commercial? Mm-hmm. She's in a commercial trying to do summer game sports. And then it's a summer like an Olympi- yeah. like a winter Olympian.
Casey Jeffy Bond. Fellow Sherry with us so we don't have to talk anymore. Uh, there's really no time for... Oh, darn. For anything. The show's Holy cow, that's almost over. So quickly get to it. What do you have? I mean, i got a lot of stuff that I can get. Give us one. Uh, I'll give you one. Marijuana Advocates? Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, the uh, U.S. Drug Enforcement Agency, uh, they announced it will keep marijuana illegal for any purpose in the United States. So the federal law, marijuana, still illegal. Which, which by the way, still trumps the state laws. Uh, uh, so correct. when you're having your so pot in Colorado, uh, you're actually still breaking the law. That's correct. It's still a controlled substance. Still breaking federal law. Yeah, I mean, whether yes. we think that's right or not is, is mm-hmm. another story. That's not how the law works. <laughs> it's not like, hey, well, Jeffy said it. <laughs> that is how the law works for Jeffy. Um, oh, my gosh. Don't worry about the law. If you want to do something, do it. <laughs> nice. Aw, that's great. Yeah, good right. advice. Good advice, that's Jeffy. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. All right. See you tomorrow.